You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Friday edition of the podcast. I hope you guys are all doing fantastic. A lot to get to on this edition of Locked On Cougars. BYU men's basketball survives and advances past USF. Regular season finale tomorrow night against St. Mary's. We'll recap the USF win, look ahead to the game against SMC, and also talk a little BYU football. Spring ball is on its way. We've been doing these burning questions for the countdown. Well, there's a big one out there, and Kalani Sitake answered part of it that we'll get to here in a little bit on the podcast. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A nice comeback for the women's hoops team. A surprising sweep for the men's volleyball program with a NCAA record mixed in that. We'll break that all down ahead on today's show. So without further ado, let's break on into it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 26th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast, focused on all things BYU Cougars. Make sure, if you haven't done so already, to hit that follow or subscribe button on whichever podcast provider you're listening in on. That way, you never miss an episode of the show as we talk about the Cougars every single day. Getting going here on a Friday edition of the show and let's talk some BYU basketball. Last night the Cougars survive 79-73 over San Francisco and this was a hard fought game and USF is just one of those teams that has good players. They were making ridiculous threes down the stretch late in this game but in BYU's own right Alex Barcelo was absolutely outside his mind. 7 of 7 from beyond the arc, 10 of 13 from the field overall in 35 minutes. It is the most made three-pointers without a miss in BYU men's basketball history. As it stands, he finishes with a career-high 29 points in the win, and BYU needed every one of those 29 points to clinch this victory. I, I can't say enough about what Alex Barcelo has meant to the BYU men's basketball program. There was a really cool deep blue feature that BYU TV put online earlier this week after the Mark Pope Coaches Show where it debuted or premiered. And it kind of teaches you how much BYU is meant to Alex Barcelo. But I think Barcelo means equally, if not maybe even more so, to the BYU men's basketball program. He's been a home run of an addition, has fit in seamlessly despite not being a member of the LDS faith, came to BYU, has embraced every Everything the Cougars are about has been one of the best players on two very, very good teams the past two seasons. And funny enough, if he were to decide to do so, he could come back next year and run it back another time. I'm excited to see what the future holds for Alex Barcelo, but I could not be more impressed with what he showed. Another guy that I want to note from this game was Caleb Lohner. 31 minutes of action. He scored all 13 of his points in the first half, had nine rebounds, and absolutely just had a monster two-hand tomahawk jam that was a 
ton of fun to watch. That kid is continuing to expand his game. It seems like every time out recently, he has shown he's getting better and better and better. Yes, Barcelo will take the headlines with the career high, the 7-7 from beyond the arc, but don't let that preclude what Caleb Lohner did for the Cougars. This kid has got a really, really bright future as a BYU basketball player. And that's the exciting thing if you're a Cougar fan is looking forward to that and thinking, you know what? This kid's going to be here for at least three more years. And technically, he can play four more years because like we've talked about in the past, this year doesn't count according to eligibility rules. So just it's a ton of fun to be watching the Cougars doing what they're doing. They're right back in action tomorrow night. They host St. Mary's at the Marriott Center. Uh, The Gales are a shell of their former selves this year, just not as good as they normally have been, but they are still plenty dangerous. Randy Bennett, I know he's a smug you-know-what, and just on the sideline looks like he just is miserable, but BYU is going to have their work cut out for them to win this game. There's no doubt about that. The Gales come into this matchup 13-7 and on the season, just 4-5 and in West Coast Conference play. Cougars, to their credit, 18-5 and on the year, 9-3. and According to Joe Lunardi, BYU BYU's achieved that coveted lock status for the NCAA tournament. I thought they were a lock for two weeks now, but I, I maybe I'm more optimistic than some people. I don't know. But Joe Lunardi, who's kind of the foremost authority when it comes to projecting the NCAA tournament field, has the Cougars as a lock to make this year's NCAA men's basketball tournament. I actually had a chance to talk to Coach Pope last night during the postgame interviews and asked him the question, well, Portland was the only other program who had not paused due to COVID in the West Coast Conference this year. Announcement came yesterday the Pilots are pausing all activities, throwing their chances of playing in the West Coast Conference Tournament next week very much in doubt. Well, I asked Coach Pope, what has gone into this? What have you guys done to make sure that you guys have been able to avoid having to shut down due to COVID? And he gave a very, very good answer. Here you go, Coach Pope. Well, I'm, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two answers, okay? The first one is the answer I want to give you, and that's really generally uh, my guys have no social life whatsoever. They're just all pretty boring dudes that like to hoop and go to school, so we don't really get exposed. So that's the answer I'd like to give you. The second answer I'll give you is probably more legitimate. My guys, have, they're all feeling a real commitment to this team, and they're all working really, really hard to stay safe. And then the most legitimate answer is we've been really fortunate. I mean, we've been really fortunate. And um, and now it matters. You know, I mean, we're not letting COVID take another tournament away from us. It's just, it just, it can't happen. Um, and so, you know, I think as the season has gone on, we've got increasingly cautious and uh, we'll continue to be increasingly cautious and, and, and we're super prayerful and, and we're super hopeful that that, uh, that that doesn't happen because these guys, you know, these guys have worked really, really hard and sacrificed an awful lot for each other. So we're going to continue to be careful. BYU refuses to let this tournament be taken away from them. And I love that mentality. I hope it comes to fruition. We've talked about this, that there's all kinds of war that the NCAA tournament could be derailed due to teams uh, testing positive. You have to register the seven successive days of negative tests in the lead up to that. Why travel to Las Vegas has always kind of been my opinion with regards to the West Coast Conference tournament, but it looks like BYU, for all intents and purposes, is committed to going and playing down there in Sin City next week. But you got to take care of business tomorrow night. Eight o'clock Mountain Time. The game will be televised on ESPNU. Gregor Bell and Mark Duran, of course, will have the play-by-play call on the radio 
radio side of things on the BYU radio network. But I'm looking forward to this. I think the Cougars should just roll past St. Mary's. It won't be easy. Like I said, St. Mary's is a team that, similar to a team like USF, but in different styles, makes you work for everything you get. Randy Bennett has just kind of instilled that into his program. He makes your life miserable as an opponent. His players make your life miserable as an opponent. But I think this BYU basketball program, they're brimming with confidence right now. They know what's at stake. They know that they need to take care of business and go into the West Coast Conference Tournament with some momentum. Uh, For all intents and purposes, tomorrow night's game does not count for seeding purposes. BYU is essentially locked up the number two seed as it stands. Uh, They will play the, the... So they'll play in the semifinal, but regardless... Sorry, quarterfinal, excuse me. But there is still uh, plenty for BYU in terms of pride's sake. You don't want to go into a conference tournament on a losing note. You want to continue the momentum you've you've garnered. This is a really, really fun BYU men's basketball team, albeit a very different team from last year's program. The good news is it looks like the Cougars are headed back to the NCAA tournament. As you heard Mark Pope say, they are refusing to let that tournament be taken away from them for the second successive year. And I've got my fingers crossed. I'm knocking on wood, if you can hear that, coming through on the recording. I'm doing everything possible. I think Pope actually knocked on a plastic table he was sitting at to do the the the. The connotation is there. You get it. But nonetheless, looking forward to tomorrow night. We'll have a full recap of that game on Monday's edition of Locked on Cougars. And we'll be looking ahead to the West Coast Conference Tournament at that point. All right. Coming up here in just a minute, our countdown to BYU Spring Ball continues. We've been doing these burning questions. Well, Kalani Satake did kind of a pre-spring uh press conference yesterday speaking to the local media had some great thoughts on how BYU's kind of revamped things in the weight room to get this team ready for the upcoming season but also gave some great thoughts on the quarterback derby which is huge it is a huge part of this year's spring ball four guys entering who will emerge as the starter we'll let Kalani explain what's going to happen in spring ball to help hopefully pare that down a little bit we'll get to all that here in just a moment today's show is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag folks we know that football is over We're in the midst of basketball season, NCAA tournament upcoming, NBA action coming up on the All-Star break, hockey well underway, Major League Baseball on the way, golf is still going on. If you'd like to bet on any or all of those sports, those sporting events, do it with our friends at betonline.ag. It is the simplest and easiest way to do it. And by the way, it is free to sign up at betonline.ag. Cannot encourage you guys enough to take advantage of the offer they're giving to all of our listeners right now. It's a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit it with bet online so what you do go to betonline.ag sign up for that free account when you make the first deposit use the promo code locked on and whatever you deposit you'll get 50 percent more of that added into your account to play around with on bet online it's their way of thanking you for trusting them with your wagering needs so take advantage of it now go to betonline.ag use the promo code locked on when you make that first deposit and get that 50 percent welcome bonus it's all courtesy of our friends at bet online your online sportsbook experts all right, my friends, you guys know that we cover the Cougars every single day on this here podcast. But if you want more of an overview of all things in all sports, I want you guys to check out the Locked On Today podcast. They do a fantastic job summarizing the biggest storylines, the biggest talking points of the sports world at large. It's hosted by Peter Bukowski, and it is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can download it now wherever you get your podcast. And by the way, it's real quick, 20 minutes or less, and Peter has got you up to speed on everything you need to know as 
a sports fan overall. I encourage you guys to check that out. It's locked on today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, BYU football begins spring ball on Monday. Their first official practice is Tuesday, and they will run through the month of March. Funny enough, we're expecting a month from today will be pro day and the anticipated either second to last or last day of BYU spring ball. So crazy to think that 15 practices, a pro day, etc. will all be mixed into that, culminating, we hope, in a spring ball game. Kalani Sitake spoke to the media yesterday and explained, you know what, it's all going to kind of depend with regards to a spring game on how healthy the program is. I'm going to tell you guys right now, I know many of you have reached out and said, hey, Jake, is there going to be any access for spring ball this year? Folks, I don't think so. I think BYU is going to play it extremely safe. Think about how long it took them to approve fans to go to the Marriott Center. And by the way, credit to all the fans last night at the Marriott Center. That sounds like a fun environment. So credit to all of you who, who were at that game, etc. But I just don't think BYU is going to be opening up Lavelle Edwards Stadium for the spring ball game for the spring game. I just don't see it happening. I'd love to be wrong. I'd be happy to eat crow on that. But over the next month, we're going to learn a lot about this BYU football program, albeit without access. But you guys know me on this podcast. I've got my eyes and ears around the program. We'll have our quote unquote practice insiders feeding us information about what to know about what's happening in spring ball. And our burning question today is the four man battle at quarterback. Kalani Sitake spoke to the media yesterday. We'll let you hear a little bit of those here on today's podcast. Let's start off with this jay drew asked him the question well, what are you looking to accomplish in spring ball and here's kalani's kind of broad overview of what he wants to accomplish yeah i want i want to compete you know we have a lot of position battles to go through and and um i don't know if if uh we're gonna have any decisions made by the end of spring but uh, i'd like to kind of get close to it you know i think we have to utilize spring ball the 15 practices practices that we have and then also uh um fall camp and so um there's some that may may already show itself and i just like to go into spring thinking that everyone has a chance to start and and uh, maybe a few of them will the battles will already have settled by the time we hit mid-spring but uh, i don't know how close we'll get and i'm talking about the quarterbacks i know that's what all you guys are thinking about first but uh, we'll see how that works but I think I think a little bit different than well the springs before I think the last spring we probably had I can't remember how many you remember Brett how many we had done before everything had to shut down five yeah and so um even last year's emphasis in spring ball is a little bit different than, than what we're doing this year. You know, um, this year we've done some things way differently than we had last year, and we have to because I want um, I want to be able to keep pushing and keep building on what we already have got done and and the depth and the experience that we have, and then also the newcomers that are coming in, giving them an opportunity to to perform. So really, probably a little bit more eleven on eleven football than than what we've seen in in past. I respect Kalani. Sitake and the way he goes about building his program. He wants his guys, his players in the program to compete every day. And you heard him kind of explain, you know what? We're really going to open things up, but we do need to play football to allow these quarterbacks to get a good look at what they can do and let us have a good look at what they can do. That's the only way you can prove that a guy has the quote-unquote it factor. If he shows up under the bright lights, the biggest moments, well, guess what? The only way you do that is not playing seven-on-seven Skelly where, oh, one-one-thousand, two-one-thousand, 
them, oh, sack. No, that doesn't happen. You've got to let them have a pass rush come after them. you got to have them be, be able to be hit. If that requires a guy to get injured, you don't want that to happen, but it's football, folks. You guys know that as well as anybody listening to this podcast and having watched BYU under Kalani Satake. Wasn't it last year, outside of Kalani's first year, the second time he's had a quarterback go the entire length of the season without missing a game? So, man, injuries happen, but you hope in spring ball they can get mix in the live football drills, allow the quarterbacks to really have a good look at what they can do, and then also make sure guys stay healthy. Well, the question was also asked by Kalani. Obviously, you probably aren't going to announce a starter coming out of spring ball unless somebody just looks like Superman out there. But he was asked, could spring ball help you kind of pare down this four-man battle for the starting job and then going into training camp have more of a quote-unquote pecking order as you get ready for the upcoming season? Well, here's what Kalani had to say with regards to that. Um, I think we could pare it down, but I, I'm not sure. I mean, we'll, uh, that's hard to do to give that many reps to four guys, you know, and, and, and uh, um, I, I think we're going to try to do it at the beginning. And we'll, that's why I said we, because we have four guys that we think can play and can help us win games, um, we're, we're going to have to do a little bit more than just Skelly to see which quarterback can throw. We're going to have to see guys in the element and put make things really, really difficult to see how they can, how they can function. It's like in basketball, you can't choose a point guard if you're just going to play half court basketball or three on three. So you got to you got to be able to see who can who can break the press and who can you know dish the ball out and create assists and create penetration. Dish the ball. I, I'm talking like this because my Jazz just kicked butt last night. So I'm really excited about all the three pointers that we're making. So whatever we can do to be innovative, like uh, Quinn Snyder is doing with the Jazz, we're going to try to do here. But it's got to build around be built around the foundation of of the fundamentals of offense and defense. And um, if there's a way to do it, PK, we're going to try to get um, as many opportunities for those four quarterbacks to show themselves in, in a game-type situation. And that's just what we have to do now. And then if it, if it gets narrowed down a little bit more towards the end of spring, I just don't know if we're going to have a decision by the end of spring. I don't think it's fair to say that right now. So there you go, Kalani Sitake acknowledging, yes, that uh, this spring period could help in terms of figuring out what's going on with the quarterback battle. I'm telling you right now, folks, everything I am hearing is it's a, it's a two-man race currently, but it's far from over. Let's put it that way. It sounds like both Jaron Hall and Jacob Conover have the lead currently, but Soljay Maiava, Peters, as well as Baylor Romney, they have every intention of making sure that they stake claim to being the heir to the starting quarterback job that Zach Wilson left vacant. I, I'm looking forward to this. I think there are four high-level quarterbacks on this roster who are going to be able to prove what they can do and this spring period yes I will not be there to see it in person but I will be talking with multiple people throughout the duration of spring ball and bringing you guys the latest intel that I can gather and you guys know this on this podcast I love to feed you guys everything I have I'm not holding anything back from you that's not what I'm trying to do here I want you guys to be up to speed on the Cougars and I love what I do so I will be feeding you guys all the information that I can get for you now one thing that is interesting though 
is that Kalani Satake and his staff apparently have revamped how they're going about things in the weight room. And I actually think this is a welcome addition to how they're going about things. New Tafisi and Kalani have always been big believers in lifting heavy, heavy weight for every position group. And in some ways, it's benefited BYU. They're a very strong team, especially in the trenches. You see BYU, they look the part in terms of their overall build and just how big their guys are. Well, it sounds like BYU's uh, kind of going a little more cutting edge, adding some in some new elements. Here you go, Kalani Sitake and what changed a little bit and how things are looking in the weight room currently. Well, I think maybe our, our approach to the weight room is a little different. We tested last week and the numbers are really, really good. And so uh, we, we changed up our, our workout regimen um, than last year's. And, and I think we're doing things a little bit um yeah, a little bit more specialized, you know, and I think we've we know where to push and, and who to uh, who needs to get big strength gains. I mean, there's guys that are really, really strong and that um, I don't know how much more you can get them as far as their strength going. You can probably look at flexibility and other things to help them increase their um, their stability in the sport and, and probably more related to their position. So trying to include a lot of the sports science into our into our workout regimen. There you go. Kalani Satake. So mixing in some sports sports science here to uh, hopefully help guys stay a little healthier maybe be a little more pliable I know that's the term a lot of people like to talk about having pliable muscles but I just I look at this and I actually appreciate the fact that Kalani Satake is willing to adapt and kind of work some things in that maybe uh, can help him and his program continue to stay a little healthier throughout the season I thought last year was a pretty good uh, season overall in terms of injuries I know they had some frontline guys who went down but by and large BYU stayed relatively healthy in 2020 now hoping the 2021 has a similar run for him we'll have to wait and see what happens there uh, one thing i did see last night is that kyle griffiths did post on instagram that aj middleton one of byu's assistant strength and conditioning coaches reportedly according to what kyle saying is headed to stanford to work for the cardinal football program so aj middleton one of the lesser known guys but a key cog in the development process for byu football we wish him nothing but the best as he moves forward now heading to the west coast to work in palo alto with David Shaw and Stanford. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we will uh, talk a little bit more about everything else going on in BYU sports. A really tough loss for BYU men's volleyball, the number one ranked team in the country. Probably not for much longer, but they had an NCAA record mixed in in the sweep that they suffered at the hands of Grand Canyon. Also, BYU women's hoops rallies to win on the road. We'll recap everything you need to know about last night's BYU sports action, as well as looking ahead to the weekend here momentarily. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Squire and Company, guys. Squire and Company wants to help you guys out. Of course, it is tax season, and if you guys need help getting your taxes done, whether you got personal income taxes, you own a business, you're an entrepreneur, Squire can help you out with all of that. They're one of the largest Utah-based CPA firms. They serve clients both here on the home front in Utah, but also throughout the United States. What I love about it is they're conveniently located in two different locations, one in Orem and one in downtown Salt Lake City. And as Ray, our good friend who's working with us from Squire, notes, both locations within a walking distance of Maverick, so you easily can get your soda fix if you guys need that while you're meeting with Squire. Ray Shipman's the guy we were working with here, and I've gotten to know Ray over the past few months. I know Joe Squire, who founded this firm, and this firm is built the right way. It is built on the principle of earning the trust of their clients and helping them meet their financial goals. No matter what you guys need, whether it's an entrepreneur, in your personal life, do you know what? Squire can help you guys out. They want to help you. They are excited to work with companies of all sizes, from startups to mature billion-dollar 
corporations, even you as an individual, if you have personal income taxes that you don't think you can handle uh, filing on your own, Go to have Squire take a look at it. They're happy to help you guys out. Ray would help you guys get to the right person with Squire to help you out with whatever you need. You can check them out online at www.squire.com. That's S-Q-U-I-R-E.com. You can reach out to Ray directly by emailing him at RaymondC at Squire.com or calling him 801-477-4950. Ray is a huge BYU fan. Would love to help out any Cougar fan who needs it. So check them out now. That's our good friend at Squire and Company, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, let's get you caught up on everything else going on in BYU sports news now. Congratulations to the women's basketball program. They were trailing by double digits in their game at Santa Clara, but they rallied in the second half to beat the Broncos 66-63, to keep uh, their hopes of the NCAA tournament alive. I really like this women's hoops team, and this is actually just another one of those things that proves that this is a good team. Yes, they didn't have one of the games where they control it from the tip, but they, you, need, you do need to be able to prove to yourself we can fall behind by double digits and come back in a game it kind of engenders that confidence that hey you know what we've got an opportunity to really do some good things so congratulations to the women's basketball program uh best of luck to them as they now head to usf tomorrow for a matchup and looking forward to seeing them in action there women's softball split their games yesterday in tucson losing to number three arizona 12 nothing in five innings due to the mercy rule they did beat seattle earlier on in the day uh so BYU will be back in action today down there. They beat Seattle 4-0, and they're back in action today, taking on Oregon State. First game here on a Friday at 12 p.m. Mountain Time. So best of luck to Gordon Eakin and his squad. BYU baseball suffered a 12-6 loss to uh, Texas yesterday. They're back in action tonight, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. That'll be 5.30 Mountain Time. It'll be on the BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard on the call. Uh, third of a four-game set. They'll have the final game tomorrow hopefully BYU can salvage a win or two here uh tough to see them lose last night after going up early in that game once again but nonetheless Texas has proven they're very, very good. Now, men's volleyball, the number one ranked team in the country, went to Grand Canyon, the number nine ranked team in the country, and suffered a, a sweep. And it's kind of disappointing. But amidst that, the second set of this match, 45 to 43 was the final score of that set, is the longest set in NCAA Division I men's, ba- uh, men's volleyball history. Man, 90, as, excuse me. 88 combined points, not 98 combined points. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to do math on the air. Let's not do math on the air, Hatch. But nonetheless, just an absolutely crazy set. And I think it took the win out of BYU cells to lose that because in the final set, it was 25 to 10. Grand Canyon just rolled to a victory. Uh, they'll have their second matchup tomorrow down there in Phoenix. Hopefully, BYU can bounce back. I'm guessing after this weekend, their second loss, BYU men's volleyball probably falls out of the top spot in the national rankings, but we will not find out until next week we'll have a recap for you guys on that front once we know more of what's going to happen there so there you go a kind of a look at what's going on this weekend as i mentioned byu men's basketball they are in action tomorrow night hosting st mary's women's gymnastics by the way is in action tonight they host uh utah state in a dual meet that'll be tonight at seven o'clock at the smith field house you can tune into that on the byutv.org or byu tv app to stream that if you'd like to watch them in action and then one final note for you guys, uh, women's basketball, 12 p.m. 
Pacific time tip. That's 1 p.m. Mountain time tip tomorrow as they take on USF at War Memorial Gym. There will be a live stream on the WCC network if you want to tune into that. And then women's softball wrap up play in the Wildcat Invitational tomorrow as they take on Colorado State at 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. in a back-to-back set. So there you go. Kind of the rundown of everything you guys need to know of what's going on this weekend. A busy weekend in BYU sports. We'll be back on Monday recapping it all for you guys. Also looking forward to BYU Spring Ball, which is underway when you get, we hear this on Monday, back on a Monday edition of the show. The more of kind of a broad overview of storylines going into Spring Ball. That's all ahead on a Monday edition of the show. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope you guys finish out February the right way. It's my birthday month. It's always a month that's special to me because it has less dates. That means there's less people born in it, but that I digress on that. Have a great weekend. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 26, 2021, and we will talk to you guys on Monday.